Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee, a servant of the Lord for over seven decades on five continents, culminated his ministry with a 21-year book-by-book exposition of the entire Bible, which he called a life study. This life study is the basis of our program today, which includes short portions of the spoken messages given by Witness Lee. Now, let's join today's life study. At the end of the Apostle Paul's life, he wrote 2 Timothy, the last of his 14 New Testament epistles. The subject of 2 Timothy is the inoculation against the decline of the church. The Holy Spirit through Paul gave us the antidote of this inoculation in chapter 3 to fight against the downward trend of the church. And that's where we've arrived in our life study today. This is Matt Miller with Ron Kangas, and our focal point today is the Word of God, the antidote of the divine inoculation against the decline of the church. Ron, thanks for joining me today. Uh, Thanks for inviting me to be here and to fellowship. I appreciate this twofold concern, at least uh, I regard it as a twofold concern. The first is a condition that we may liken to a disease and to a progressing disease. In other words, the decline of the church, even in the Apostle Paul's time, at the end of his ministry, was worsening. But Paul did not simply or mainly lament this condition. He presented an antidote, which is a divine inoculation. And it should not surprise us that the antidote in the divine inoculation is the Word of God properly understood and appropriated. Not the Word of God used in a religious way merely as a book of letters, which kills, according to Paul's word in 2 Corinthians 3, 6, right? The letter kills, right. but the Spirit gives life. But we need to handle the Word of God as a book of life, as a book that is breathed out by God. And when we touch the life and the divine breath, the spirit in the word, then we have the antidote. And when we administer this antidote, that becomes the inoculation. It doesn't mean the decline stops. It means we are preserved from the decline and can overcome in a situation of decline to carry out God's eternal purpose. Thanks, Ron. I think if our listeners will stay with us today, I think they'll find there's a real special point in today's program. Let's go to Witness Lee for today's life study. Now, let's come to these uh, four verses in chapter 3. But you, Timothy, man of God, continue in the things which you have learned and have been assured of knowing from whom you have learned. That means from the Apostle Paul. Here, you have to realize whatever Apostle Paul ministered was the completing word of God's divine revelation. So, whatever the Apostle Paul ministered 
was the main part of the New Testament. And this verse indicates that Timothy, who have learned of the Apostle Paul, who have been assured of by the Apostle Paul, surely has collected the proper knowledge of the New Testament. Even by that time, the New Testament was not completed yet. Tim say he has collected the main revelation of the New Testament. Then, verse 15 says, and, you see, not a but, and, and conjoins the New Testament with the Old Testament. And that, from a babe, you have known the secret writings, no doubt, these are the Old Testament, which are able to make you wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. So these two verses actually combine the New Testament with the Old Testament. So, as a man of God, no doubt, Timothy got the proper understanding of the Bible. Not only of the Old Testament by his youth, but also of the New Testament when he came into the ministry of the Apostle Paul. We all have to see this. Today, young saints, you also need these two kinds of understanding concerning God's holy word, the New Testament and the Old Testament. Ron, I really uh, appreciated Witness Lee's comment that we all need to have the proper understanding of the New Testament and the Old Testament. He referred to Colossians 1.25 and God's Word being completed by the Apostle Paul. And in the Old Testament, you have the scriptures that he learned comprising what he mentioned in verse 16 as all scripture. Your comments. Well, for us today, we're talking about the whole Bible. And we need to have a proper understanding of the Old Testament, not only as a book of history, but in particular as a book containing promises, prophecies, and types, that is, pictures, pointing to Christ and to the things of God's economy. We should not apply the things of the Old Testament in a physical way to us. Why? Because the New Testament is the fulfillment and then the completion of the Word of God revealed in the Old Testament. So for Paul, and also for Timothy, when they were children, they grew up knowing the Holy Scriptures, which Scriptures were the 39 books of the Old Testament. What perhaps they did not realize was that the New Testament was being written, and Paul had a major function in that. The Word of God was being completed. The divine revelation was being consummated. And that completion and consummation certainly are in keeping 
and are consistent with what's revealed in the Old Testament. So we need to read the Old Testament in light of the New Testament, looking forward. Then we need to read the New Testament in light of the Old Testament, looking backward. If we take the books at the two ends, Genesis and Revelation, we can point out that the proper way to understand Genesis is to read forward, not only through the Old Testament, but through the whole Bible. The proper way to understand Revelation is to read backward, to understand what's in Revelation in light of all that preceded it in the Scriptures. So this seems like we're touching on a simple matter, and in terms of concept, it is simple, but it's exceedingly vital. We need to know the two basic components of the Scriptures, but we need to know them not mainly in a theological way, in a literary way, certainly not in a traditional way, but in the way of the divine light and in the way of the divine life with the focus on Christ and on God's economy, that Christ would be everything to us to make us his corporate expression, both now as the church and in eternity as the new Jerusalem, which is not a physical city, but the consummation of the body of Christ, an organic entity. Thanks, Ron. I'd like to go on now and give an example, I think, of what you're talking about, of knowing the Scripture in more than a theological way. And and Witness Lee's going to give an example. In 1933, when he was in a gospel meeting with Watchman Nee, and he came to the meeting and he wasn't prepared to speak, and Watchman Nee asked him on the spur of the moment to speak something, and he had to speak, and the Lord gave him the words from something that he had previously gotten a light on, in his time with the Lord, from John chapter 16, verses 8 through 11. And let's pick it up right at that point with Witness Lee talking about how the light came to him, and then we'll come back and fellowship some more. Many of you are familiar with this word. I knew this also more than 50 years ago. But I didn't have any light. One day, the light came. After I got the light... That was in 1933. One day the church in Shanghai was going to pray the gospel. I was happy that Brother Nee was going to preach. I sure like to hear him. It's about, I think, less than half an hour before the time of preaching. Brother Nee sent a brother with a little sleep. You know what it says? He says, Witness, you speak today. I told the audience, listen, here are three things are mentioned by Christ. Sin, righteousness, and judgment. You have to realize these three things refers to exactly three persons. Sin refers to Adam. Righteousness refers to Christ. Judgment refers to Satan. You have to know you were born in Adam. So sin is your nature, your portion, and your destiny. But there is a chance for you to have a transfer from Adam into Christ. 
In Christ, you could receive righteousness in his resurrection. If you don't receive him to get this transfer and remain Adam, you'll share the judgment that will be for Satan. Where would you be? To remain Adam with sin or to be transferred into Christ Amen. to receive righteousness and resurrection? Or you like to wait to share the judgment with Satan? You tell me what is this? Is this black and white? No. This is light. Then Brother Nee said, he said, witness, I would encourage you go ahead to do the best to pass out the Bible teaching. Then he said, I must tell you, today in China, there is nearly no one that knows the Bible in this way. Ron, I appreciate that story of the intimate relationship between Watchman Nee and Witness Lee and how uh, Witness Lee gave the example of getting the light on these three persons. It's a perfect illustration of studying the Word in a living way and in a way of being under the shining of God. On that occasion, Brother Witness Lee was given very little notice that he was asked to minister the word at this gospel meeting. But it wasn't as if he just got a sudden inspiration without any previous searching of the word. But on that occasion, as he testified, the Spirit could bring to consciousness, to remembrance, and burden him to speak on a matter concerning which the Spirit had previously enlightened him regarding these verses in chapter 16 of John, and one may read these verses again and again without seeing the three persons there. And it's a perfect portion for gospel preaching because it places the hearer in a situation where as one born in Adam, then one under the Lord's grace has a choice. Do you want your destiny to be with Satan under judgment? Or will you receive grace to believe into Christ and be saved, justified, regenerated? Then, when what is there is presented under the anointing of the Spirit, it's powerful and it's enlivening. So, Brother Lee's ministry now on Second Timothy, related to how we handle the Word, is supported by decades of living experience with the Lord and with the ministry. Uh, may we all be trained and educated by the Lord to approach and to minister the Word in this way. Ron, I'm going to do a follow-up question here before we go on to our next section with Witness Lee. You mentioned that Witness Lee's speaking on Second Timothy in this life study is from decades of experience, and I can't help but ask you to comment on Second Timothy 3.14, which says, But you continue in the things which you have learned and have been assured of, 
knowing from which ones you have learned them. I appreciate the balance here, that the emphasis is on the things that we have learned, because the things that we have learned are the divine truths, the divine revelation. This is what we continue in. But let us receive the Lord as our humility in a practical way so that we can acknowledge that with possible rare exceptions, we did not learn these things by direct revelation or even by direct enlightenment. We learned them through faithful ministers. And so even in fellowshipping in response to your question, uh, I have some very warm feeling within that I would like to continue in the things which I have learned. But I would continue with a deep sense of knowing that I learned them to a very great extent through our brother Witness Lee. That is not to uplift him, to exalt him beyond measure. That is just to honor him and to acknowledge a debt that I did not get this through my own intelligence or even through my own spiritual seeking, but more or less as an Isaac receiving all the wealth from Abraham. Surely, at the very least, we should say, thank you, Abraham, remembering the ones from whom we have learned virtually everything. Ron, thanks for sharing that. I'll I'll give a one-word answer. Uh, Amen. Let's go on to the conclusion of our life study today from 2 Timothy 3.16. All Scripture is God-breathed. Here's Witness Lee. Now, verse 16. All Scripture is God-breathed. This is the best and accurate translation. And profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. All the scripture is God-breathed. It is not just a kind of a divine inspiration. We know the Bible by the heavenly revelation, by the heavenly wisdom, by the heavenly light. Paul has written the book of Ephesians. You think you just read the black and white. He says, no. I pray for you that you may have the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Don't think you are a master degree or PhD degree in your good English language. When you come to Ephesians, you can understand it. You only can understand the black white. You need the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Thank the Lord. Over half century, all the time, we have been receiving the spirit of wisdom and revelation. When you listen to these messages, you realize something here fresh, something here new, something here always you have never heard. Not according to black and white, but according to the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Hallelujah. I do believe today in this century we are a group of people who honor, respect, treasure the Bible. 
We don't treasure theology. We don't treasure any tradition. We don't treasure any historical councils and so forth. We treasure the Holy Word under the heavenly light by the spirit of wisdom and revelation. And the Lord is really here with us. He's really here with us. Now you understand why the Bible is so much open to us. Ron, please say something about the contrast between the theology or church councils that Witness Lee just referred to and the heavenly revelation and light from the Spirit in the Word. I'll try to do this, and in so doing, point out that we do not despise those things. We respect the deliberations of the councils and the decisions made to uphold the faith during times of heretical assault and attack. A number of us are students of historical theology. Uh, We appreciate the contributions made by the great theologians. But as someone who had a background, uh, a considerable background, in that kind of theological, historical approach to biblical truths, and as one who has been uh, in this line of ministry for more than 37 years, I believe in the Lord I can testify as to a sharp and stark contrast. The former way that concentrates on the letter, on the historical and grammatical construction of the text, makes a real contribution in helping us analyze the scriptures in letter. But there's no life there, and there's no light there, and there's no divine wisdom and revelation there. Let us contrast this with the way that Brother Lee enunciated toward the end of the segment that we just heard. We would come to the Holy Word you know, under the heavenly light, to come to the Word, to come not trusting our natural ability to analyze and to dissect. Rather, we would come recognizing this is the Holy Word of God. We need divine light. We need the light to shine on the Word We need what Paul called a spirit of wisdom and revelation. When we come to the Word recognizing what the Word is essentially and confessing our need for enlightenment and revelation, then we are in a position to touch the Lord in the Word and to see something new and fresh from the Word. This is the way we take And it is dramatically different from the traditional religious way. Yes, we study the text, we know the history, 
we would pay attention to the original languages. We would peruse the interpretations offered by others. But eventually and ultimately, we need to come to the Lord to be enlightened, to have the veils taken away, that we can touch the word which is spirit and life in the proper way. And then the outcome is a ministry of the word that's full of God, a ministry that truly and accurately is described as a life study. Well, Ron, uh, I really enjoyed our time together. I'm really glad you came into the studio, and I hope you do it again soon. I hope so too, Matt. And thank you also for joining us. We've run out of time. We'd like you to uh, call us and let us know your response to today's program. The number is 888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 1-888-543-3788. On behalf of Ron Kangas, this is Matt Miller. Thank you for listening today. Throughout the centuries, the Lord has recovered many truths concerning His purpose and plan for humanity. The recovery version of the New Testament by Living Stream Ministry presents these crucial truths in a format that is easy to understand and study. This faithful translation of the original Greek text includes outlines of each book of the New Testament, over 9,000 footnotes, more than 13,000 cross-references, charts of important truths, and color maps. The New Testament recovery version from Living Stream Ministry is available at Christian bookstores everywhere.